0: Hello everyone. Today I have a very special guest on the technover podcast. He is a person whom I would say has the most charming personality in the office. If he enters the room, he fills the room with fun. Seeing his face, you automatically become happy. He's an example for being compassionate yet hardworking at the same time. He is None other than the Managing Director of Technovert, Mr. Shishi Pagadala. Welcome, Shishi.
1: Thank you, Kunal. I'm flattered. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: So uh, let me first begin by continuing from the previous podcast that I had with Vijay. And he said that uh, both of you were a kind of classmates.
1: Yes, we were classmates.
0: You were classmates. Okay, cool uh in jntu hyderabad right yes so, so can you just take me back there and tell how was it uh, how was your relationship then with him and uh, did you people ever thought of uh, that you would be co-founding a company this big and this would happen someday
1: while in college no not at all mm-hmm. and if you had seen vijay in the college days you would never have thought he would
0: <laughs> okay Okay.
1: He was one crazy uh, chap in the in the whole class.
0: Achha.
1: I still very vividly remember his first uh day in class. Okay. Because he came I think 2 3 days late uh mm-hmm. than the the first day and uh, we were all planning to go for a movie and uh, in those days the ragging used to be that like the seniors would just take everything from your pockets but oh, okay. this guy uh, he I think uh, took up uh, he, he gave thousand rupees uh, uh, and said like hey I have it let's go
0: okay, okay. Hmm. so
1: he, he just came from I think his hometown so he had the money in hand mm-hmm. and he gave it so we all went for a movie together and at that time I didn't even know who Vijay was.
0: Achha, that was the first meeting. That was
1: the first meet I had. And mm-hmm. I, I even remember the movie. We went to that Kamal Hassan's uh Satya or something. Okay. <laughs> and, nice. and, and yeah, then we actually got to know each other and mm-hmm. yeah, and here we are. Nice, nice.
0: Uh you you have any uh, profound or vivid uh, Challenge that you people faced while in college that you people did together? Or?
1: Oh, we did a lot of interesting things. Uh, so, and I think that entrepreneurial side of uh, uh, like uh, PJ and uh, like the, the, the kind of group we had mm-hmm. was actually uh, we could see when we all planned on conducting uh, these model insets for the aspiring uh, okay. uh, uh, students, so who were like in their second year, uh, second kind of year like mock inter- mock tests. Mock tests. Achha. So we conducted that twice, uh, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, I think, uh, lecturers from good uh, good uh, academies and colleges mm-hmm. who would set those papers for us, and then we actually conducted it across uh, Andhra Pradesh. Oh. That's so amazing! Almost like fifteen centers, twenty centers. How many
0: people did attend the attend the test?
1: Oh, we had almost two thousand plus uh, people attending. And you guys
0: were charging for this?
1: Just the the uh, the I think a nominal 100, 200 rupees. Nice. That
0: means you people were making money as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> we did make some twenty thousand. Great. Nice. But the whole fun was how yeah. how we were organizing it, sending the papers across. Uh huh. Uh, how to uh, not disappoint people Like mm. uh, I remember like uh, I was uh, managing a center in Eragata.
0: Uh, okay St. Uh, Teresa's
1: uh, school Achha. right at that Eragada area and uh, so we were anticipating about uh, I think 250-300 people and mm. uh, we almost had uh, another 100-150 more Okay. And they were, they were all spot registrations, and they all wanted badly to take that test. Okay. So we didn't want to disappoint them, and uh, but we had limited papers. We checked all the other centers if they had extra, but none, none could actually help us out. Mm-hmm. So we immediately sent those papers for uh, for a photocopy. Mm-hmm. We got uh, <coughs> hundred papers ready right then within the span of half an hour, forty-five minutes. And then we made all of them sit in the other side mm-hmm. and we conducted that test for those hundred guys about half an hour, one hour late. Mm-hmm. So they were all very happy to actually got to take that thing even though they were late. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the whole uh, way of like getting that thing whole uh, uh, organized uh, and uh, like we had limited people. Okay. So there how was many sat- were there? How many were there in David? So, because we were anticipating about 300, we were only like four or five for that center. Yeah. Uh, but then. For
0: that center? For that center. So,
1: how many people were in the whole, on the whole? So, we got all our classmates volunteer. Oh, so, amazing. And it was not just one department, like we are from that same batch, about almost four or five departments from mm-hmm. JNT University.
0: So, were you people asked by someone to do this or it was your it own thing? It was, we, we just wanted to do something. Achcha. When was this? In which year?
1: Second year and third year. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, and sending the papers to Karim Nagar, Varangal, Vijayawada, mm-hmm. Guntur. I mean, it was the, the sending those, like, uh, in those days, like, there is no Uber, no buses.
0: How, how did people manage? You wish to go? Someone used to go? Yeah.
1: They, we, we had a, a car booked, uh, a taxi booked, and then we used to send papers there. It nice. was. I mean, like we learned our lessons and uh, <laughs> I, I, actually the other interesting thing uh, was, uh, I don't know uh, if I should tell this, which I might get mad. But
0: okay. We'll see. We'll cut it out if, if possible. Yeah, so
1: on. he went uh, and set up a stall in exhibition grounds.
0: Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. What was the stall about?
1: Uh, some astrology. <laughs>
0: oh, shit, man.
1: He got some astrology software and he set up a, a stall in exhibition grounds. That is crazy. So pretty much like everyone who used to go to the exhibition would hang out around his place. Oh. And uh, these guys used to make all uh, girls... Um, <laughs> Be there. so that. Attract people. And There were a couple of girls who just came to visit the stall and they were actually staying there for a couple of days with these guys. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> to, stall to pull the crowd There was, it is, it was such, you, such interest.
0: You then. have to do such things, right? I mean, only then life will be fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Amazing. amazing. Yeah. Lot of crazy things, lot of things. Yeah,
0: these are like next level crazy. I I, I can never imagine
1: uh, exhibition may stall that to astrology software. That's amazing. And if no, when no one, uh, when they were left out with uh, so, basically, it would do matchmaking and also do the astrology. Oh, okay. And when the, I mean, I don't think it was a huge success, but it was a great experience. Obviously, so yeah. Experience.
0: I don't, I didn't think it was for like uh, making, making money. money or something. no. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, when they were left out with a lot of stationery and uh, the software was anyway there. Mm. So, they decided to run the astrology and matchmaking on everyone in the class. Okay, <laughs> that, that had its own share of you know, controversy. Did you and people
0: fun. have any matches? Fix that at that time? Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I said, a like, lot of things, a lot of amazing lot of crazy
0: stuff. You should do. I mean, I, I mean, if you don't do these stuffs, then life gets boring. No, just yeah. having a normal college life uh, isn't supposed to be there. Yeah, this is nice,
1: yeah. And I think back in those days. Social media and all these were like not even worth mentioning.
0: Yeah, I think there was Outlook. It was not even Outlook. Orkut. Sorry, Orkut was there, I guess.
1: Orkut, but I think we were the days of Yahoo Messenger.
0: Acha, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Where like a public chat mm. was a big thing. Yeah. So nice. Yahoo Messenger was very big and MSN Games mm. used to be very big. So people would not really want to do that. Mm. So they would actually go meet people and do the...
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> messaging nice. So, uh, when you, when you talked about um, not disappointing people back then, uh, you struggle to follow even that now, or is it not a struggle at all?
1: Oh, see, when you always give the best, mm. all those things are already taken into account, Achha. and uh, so. So when, and when you are satisfied, it, it means uh, like you're taking all these things into consideration. Mm-hmm.
0: So when like Technovat has a lot of clients, right? So you you still face any, any trouble with that or you just focus on what we are delivering?
1: See, uh, wanting to excel, I think, uh, becomes a habit after some point. Mm-hmm. And when that happens you cannot compromise or you cannot live a compromised uh, life be it in like, the way you serve, be it in what you do anything mm-hmm. and uh, I think so. sometimes like if things are not happening to the level of perfection or to the level of quality you want mm. you kind of get frustrated because you could just go do it or you could make it happen mm. but now you want someone else to make it yes. or
0: do it so how do you overcome that?
1: And that's where I think uh, we we love to train people to have that similar kind of uh, aspirations, that kind of an eye for uh, quality and uh, the the willingness to own the delivery. Mm-hmm. And I think, so previously, like we used to be a part of pretty much every... We, we we would know every project that was on the happening uh, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Now we don't, mm-hmm. and it's a. Uh, it, it is not easy for us. Yes, yeah. and but we are taking that hard <clears> stance <throat> because we want others to own it, take the responsibility, and take the accountability of it. Mm-hmm. And we are just working with uh, with those few folks mm-hmm. to make sure that they are not faltering and mm-hmm. they are keeping this. Uh, this culture of uh, delivering results every time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how we
0: I think and everyone else is doing a pretty great job yes, um, yes. by the way companies performing. Oh
1: yes. Um, yeah. And I think uh, see all these things are very contagious mm. the, and uh, all it needs is that attitude uh, to actually see what is happening around you and then you just uh, imbibe it into yourself.
0: Is it is it like overwhelming at some point where, you know, if you just take a step back and realize that uh, the company at this particular time is delivering so many products at hand, like each department, if you see, is growing day by day, whether it might be product engineering or MT65 department, data analytics department and they have their respective clients, they have their respective projects. And uh, you, as you said, can't be a part of all the projects. So does it feel overwhelming at any point?
1: Mm, No, it's not overwhelming, but we uh, always, uh, at least I I, I always uh, keep thinking about what is next okay if 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 we have another new set of projects starting mm-hmm. do we have uh, that leadership or someone who is ready to take okay. take the charge okay and i don't really uh, see that it, it only comes with experience yeah so even uh, i am ready to uh, like trust someone even who is just done with his training and uh, mm-hmm. with just a year or two of experience, but shows that attitude and shows that zeal to go make things happen.
0: I think that's where <clears throat> uh, we set Technovat apart from other
1: organizations. Yes. right. And so for us, experience is just a number mm. and it it only probably equates to the number of times you have seen uh, Seen uh, things go bad and how you handled it. Yeah. But for others, if like who are uh, smart, they should be able to learn from others' experiences Mm -hmm. and they should be able to find their way out. Mm -hmm. And that's what matters the most.
0: Yeah. I I think experience should be measured in number of problems solved, not a number of years into. Exactly. and let's let's now talk about uh, Saketa so I and I, I think pretty much everyone would want to know what was the story behind the birth of Saketa like how did it start what was the initiator like what how what was the atmosphere or what happened so um SharePoint
1: uh, was a pla- was a platform that was on the rise since uh, 2007 uh, okay. 2007 to 10 and uh, so and it, it it gained so much of popularity over the years that the the way uh, it was initially envisioned to what it is now has completely changed what was it? What was it initially? So SharePoint was actually meant as a uh, collaboration platform for enterprises. So all it was supposed to do was hold file, files and folders, okay. have it, have good metadata on it, okay, and uh, have people like just put their documents with some okay. tags so that it's easily searchable.
0: Database on cloud.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a file share. File sharing update. A, a, a good. Uh, uh, easily retrievable file share uh, was okay. what it was meant for but it gained so much of popularity and uh, that people started uh, treating it as an intranet mm-hmm. then uh, they wanted the interface to be nice mm-hmm. so initially it was just it was envisioned to be more a, a simple uh, web interface to 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 showcase your files mm-hmm now it is an intranet so uh it's a collaboration platform it's an engagement platform so uh and then people didn't want it to be hosting uh this platform
0: so when you say internet every organization had their own sharepoint network
1: yes okay. every organization would host it on host their own, own yeah so it was like an on-premises hmm. uh hosted file-sharing, file-sharing. File-sharing, yeah. yeah so but now as, as the popularity was growing, they started moving to the cloud mm-hmm. and they started adding new things, mm-hmm. uh, forms, and then now teams. All mm-hmm. these have started getting into it, uh, into SharePoint. And now SharePoint is now like treated as something secondary. There are more uh, fancier uh, things like... Uh, power apps Mm -hmm. and then all this virtual reality AI, everything is now coming into it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot more than what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when we saw the transition from uh, on-premises to the cloud, we knew that the projects or the people uh, mindset would not be towards uh, building something. It would be uh buying things off the shelf yeah so apps uh, as yeah. we popularly say for the mobile uh, applications mm. so this was a concept that was just getting started uh, in uh, like early 20 uh, like 10 11 mm-hmm. and uh, people did not even think that like there would be a marketplace where uh, People can just go buy apps ready to use uh, and then they can just install it in like five minutes and then start using it. Mm. So, and so we saw that like the trans transition from services to like uh, uh, buying uh, uh, apps off the shelf would soon come. Mm. So, we started like when we had some people who were interested in doing something interesting than uh, regular projects or when we had bench, we actually started investing in that space, trying to explore new things uh, and push that, uh, that platform and that app model to the extent possible. And I think by 2015 uh, and yeah, 15 and 16, when actually Saketa was uh, came into existence, We actually had two or three apps, which when we showed it to the Microsoft uh, MVPs or the Microsoft uh, inside uh, employees, uh, they would never uh, believe that these are actually built on on top of SharePoint and they are not like some custom code sitting somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, So we were way ahead of market. We were way ahead of uh, people's even thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that's one reason why it didn't re- gain that kind of popularity that we expected of it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we, we, we didn't want to stop there. So we wanted, uh, we thought like we, by the time the market is ready, we will have enough apps on our side. Mm-hmm. So we continued uh, investing in that, We started developing some some pretty cool apps. Hmm. which even today people say are uh, like uh, using them. But by now, a uh, lot, lot of things have changed. So hmm. we have to kind of revamp and redo some of those things. <laughs> but during this time, we realized that uh, this whole SharePoint and this M365, Microsoft 365, as they popularly call it now, uh, is gaining so much of momentum that, everyone would uh, want to move towards it. Mm-hmm. So then we started thinking beyond these plug-and-play apps and uh, build some uh, flagship products. Mm. So we started building a migration tool. Yeah. We started building one for the intranet, which actually took diff- multiple iterations uh, to the point that like now what we have is not even close to what we started with.
0: <laughs> okay. But
1: yeah. Uh, we have two pretty good pla- uh, products in our uh, uh, bucket, so mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah we are in a pretty good shape there.
0: Nice. So do you do you remember your first client who contacted you after using your app, or did anything happen like that? The magical moments that we are edged always.
1: So when I think about customers, mm-hmm. our first. Customer for Saketa was a penitentiary. What? Oh, sorry? Penitentiary. Prison. Oh! It was a national prison. Okay. Uh, of? Uh, in US. Achha. So, those guys were actually looking for... Uh, uh, and actually, and it was not even one of the apps we were offering. Mm-hmm. But that was the first sale we did. Which,
0: which app was that?
1: Uh, they wanted to... The ability to print... A list item. Mm -hmm. And uh, SharePoint out of the box didn't provide that. What? It didn't have the ability to print the list? Print a list item, no. Okay. That
0: is kind of a bummer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, he came, he explored our apps, and then he casually mentioned that, like, hey, I was looking for this, and it's not working. Mm. So, one of our guys built that app in a day. Mm. and he said hey he Sashi this is what it is I said "Like okay let's pack- package it let's uh, go show it to him and sell it hmm. so that one day app actually sold first and that was <laughs> our first sale for Saktaka
0: damn that's nice
1: yeah and uh, coming to Migrator we we did a pre-launch on uh, August fifteenth, mm-hmm. Independence Day mm-hmm. and uh, we released it uh, <coughs> for for uh, but I think uh, for the first sale in November, I think November 14th or 15th, mm-hmm. there was a conference in Europe. So that's when we actually launched the product.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the conference? Yes, in the conference. Nice. So we were trying to get some people uh, piloted, some people actually get some uh, initial discount. But uh, we were in a market where uh, we had a very tough competitor. mm mm-hmm and uh, people were all didn't know of us so okay. it was very difficult for us to convince people that like hey there's a new product and it is as good or better than the rest so we tried and we tried and there were so many discussions happening but i really wanted something to sell that year because i wanted to actually start my fresh year uh, a new year on uh, a high note or a high note so, I think after, one day after Christmas, I think on December 26th or 27th, mm-hmm. one of our existing customers, uh, where we were offering services, he said like, hey, let, why don't I, uh, can you showcase it? So, we just gave him a demo and by the end of his day, he sent out uh, an email saying, uh, I would want uh, one license. Oh. That's nice. So, out of nowhere, like within span of two days, we were able to make our first sale Amazing. of that product. So those two things always come to my mind.
0: <laughs> Amazing, yeah. So the unexpected things, yeah. yeah. I mean, things with so not we planned.
1: Actually, before even we got that money. Uh, we almost took that money's worth and celebrated it with uh, the
0: whole technology. <laughs> wow. wow! What was the celebration? I mean, what did people do?
1: I think we ordered Manchuria, Chahat, all that stuff for the whole nice. When was this back in? In 2016, mm-hmm. December.
0: Nice, awesome. So I think Migrator still remains as your flagship product, right? For Saketa?
1: Hmm, Migrator and uh, now Intranet. Intranet. So these are two flagship products.
0: So uh, did you, uh, the idea of the Migrator also was a problem of uh, there not being something like this? Or was it a in-house uh, problem that you people solved and thought of like, why don't we do this with the Saketa thing? I mean, how did it gener- originate?
1: The Intranet? Intranet Migrator's. See, Migrator, uh, we were doing quite a few migration projects mm. and uh, with, a, with a techie mindset, we would always go build our own utilities. Mm. Uh, we would not rely just on uh, the tools on, uh, in the market. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, so back in those days, uh, there was only one uh, migration tool which would let you do whatever you want and give you like a one-year uh, license. Mm-hmm. the rest all were volume based mm-hmm. how much ever volume you migrate you pay for it okay so it was it used to get very expensive if you had high volume yes mm. so it was so this uh, other tool was the only choice from, from, from for a very long time mm. even we used it for but then like there were a few shortcomings in that tool that, for which we built our own utilities and um, so somewhere at one point we thought like there should be, uh, I mean like we we do we are doing so many things and we know the gaps. So why not we build a tool for I mean package them all together into something uh, so that like it's it's all st- sitting as one tool and we don't even need to sell it. We could just use it to provide services to our team. So that's how we started building on this this migrator tool and. Somewhere uh, in the process, we felt when we are building it, let's actually make it a commercial product. Okay. And uh, we actually put more effort in our design and everything. Mm-hmm. And our, the, as you know, like, our USP is always making keeping it simple hmm. and uh, keeping it easy for people to use. So I think that, that kind of helped. So it received pretty good... Uh, uh, appreciation from anyone who who actually reviewed our tool, then we started, and now we are at a point where uh, we are actually the best in the in this space. Wow! And uh, so one thing the other uh, we also thought was uh, <clears throat> um, so this uh, whole. Uh, Any digital transformation uh, starts with migration, but people also want a good user experience, hmm. which in those days uh, SharePoint was lacking. Mm-hmm. So we decided that uh, we will uh, w- make it easy for people to uh, set this up. And uh, uh, I mean, that, that, that whole intranet, that portal, should be more engaging. It should not be very boring. It should not be monotonous. And the content, uh, updating content or contributing to this particular page should be easy, more like a CMS. Mm-hmm. So SharePoint was not very really <clears throat> intuitive that way. Mm-hmm. So we started it. And by the time uh, we were getting there, Microsoft also started investing. It. Okay. So much that like uh, we are actually competing on the Microsoft platform. With Microsoft, Microsoft to, yeah. uh, for the for the same thing to keep it more intuitive. <laughs> so yeah, you know, now if I were given a chance, I would probably not want to build an intranet tool. But uh-huh. We are in a good shape, and there is a lot of interest among people mm-hmm. you know, for for the way we deliver things.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think it is with every technology client, the relationship mm-hmm. gradually builds. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to you and all those things so uh, uh, I think I wanted to ask this question to you um, since the beginning I personally because the day I joined this company and the moment when I learned about Sageta as an entity as a a, um, sister company of Recknovert I googled what is the meaning of the name why did you people name it Sageta so it, it said that the place where God resides that means the place of So, uh, what is your significance, and how would this imply to uh, what it does on a day-to-day basis? I mean, what was the again the story behind naming it?
1: Uh, so, actually, uh, when we were looking for domain names, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to find something which is less complicated mm-hmm. uh, and easy to use. Spell
0: happened with Keka also. So, so happened you with uh,
1: yeah. happened with Technovert, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, we bought both the domains Technovert and Saketa around the same time. Is it? Yes, oh, and uh, the interesting thing is, we started Technovert as Saketa initially. The first, I think, first one or two offer letters were released on Saketa.
0: I think I'm the very few people to know to this, know that, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so much that, like, I think. People don't even remember that. Okay. So the first two offer letters were released on Sakethar. Okay. And then at that was the time when we were when we were building the website and all. We were we were just doing a check on which of the two product I mean names would actually suit well. Mm-hmm. Because Technovert has that techie uh, nature mm. coming out. So we did some uh, checks with our friends, some mm-hmm. people we knew, and all. Mm. And so one of the things we saw that uh, was uh, people in U.S. would call Saketa, Saketa. Uh, <laughs> okay. And TechnoVert was something very easy for yes. people to relate yeah. to. So that's when we thought like we should uh, call the, the the company as TechnoVert. Mm-hmm. So we changed everything and then we got the registration stuff. I
0: mean, I mean, I didn't know this actually. Nice.
1: And uh, so Saketa... Was a good name. We uh, liked it just for the reason that like Saketa has uh, origins coming from both uh, Hindu philosophy as well as Buddhist philosophy. Okay, the same. The meaning is same. Saket is Ram. Is Buddha? Oh. Okay. Buddha was known as Saket. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. And uh, even uh, Ram was known as Saket. Oh. So Saketa is the place where uh, good and uh, I think God dwells, kind of a thing which is said. So they actually call Ayodhya as Saketa.
0: Yeah. The place where God is
1: uh, present. Yeah. So that we we like that uh, the the meaning and the origins also.
0: So both of you have this devotional side to you also.
1: No, see, as I said, like it was more the the name and its simplicity, uh-huh. and then okay. uh, it connecting to the Indian roots mm-hmm. also was something that we liked. So we we wanted to retain that for something. Mm-hmm. And then when we came up with this uh, product brand, we wanted to uh, we thought of different names, and then we thought like, why not just keep it started. Nice,
0: yeah. I I would say like nice decision with that. Cake also the same thing happened. You people
1: cake was something that uh, I think uh, Vijay just found when he was browsing, uh, and uh, he found that domain and Achha. he decided to just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. For whatever future reasons. Oh, okay. And then so, that uh, when he started this product line, he he
0: said. To... why not this? Nice. The meaning remains the same, right? In in Telugu, we we say... Kika is awesome. Yeah, yeah Kika means awesome, yeah. <clears throat> nice. So, uh, tell me what is uh, Mr. Shashi like outside the office? Because uh, wherever I see any game or wherever I see any extracurricular activities, uh, I see you will be the first person to get involved and be there and, you know, uh, push things up and cheer everyone. And every time like support, tell that people that, no, we'll do this, we'll do that. In fact, the outing week that we had, you were the one who went to the cricket ground and you said, we have this cricket thing. You remember when I, Walaji, came to ask you, uh, there was a cricket match and you were in that. So I, I'm really intrigued to know, what are you like outside the office? How do you spend your weekends?
1: Oh... I'm actually, uh, I like uh, being outdoors, Atchaa. but on weekends, typical weekends, I'm always at home.
0: Are you an extrovert, personal?
1: Uh, I would let you <laughs>
0: people get <guess. Atchaa>,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so w- what do you play mostly or what's your favorite game?
1: See, uh, I think uh, I'm a jack of all trades Achha. kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Put me into any outdoor sports, I'll I'll go at least give give the other person a tough fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: So these days I'm trying my hands on tennis.
0: uh uh-huh. Nice. But yeah. So and again, uh, you and Vijay go to play tennis, or no. you have other group.
1: Vijay is not outdoor. Training. Okay,
0: he, he doesn't play games or stuff.
1: Well. I don't think he does anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. See, for me, uh, I'm not a gym... I'm not uh, the kind of a guy who likes going to gym or working out. Mm -hmm. So, to just kind of keep uh, my routines a little active, Mm -hmm. I try to generally spend it on some sport if possible. Mm -hmm. So, Tennis just came as an accident. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I went into the tennis court, I people laughed at me saying I was playing cricket and shuttle together in the tennis court.
0: Achha, okay. When was this? When did you start
1: playing tennis? Four years.
0: Three, four years. Four years back. That means you must be pretty good by now.
1: No, no. I only play over the weekends. Or uh-huh.
0: you, you take coaching or you just go and play with your friends?
1: I just pick the racket. And Achha, nice. Let it be.
0: So, you do every, every every Sunday? You play every Sunday?
1: No. As I said, like, when, when Whenever, time
0: comes. When time comes. Okay. Yes.
1: To the point that, like, for someone uh, who is not trained, I, I kind of uh, make it up with my reach. Okay. So, anywhere in the court, I can go try to pick the ball. Oh. So, I can frustrate the other guy.
0: <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <clears throat> Did this also... Uh, bring your curiosity about the game Like, do you follow tennis games yeah yeah. matches and all
1: I used to watch tennis quite a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: tennis and cricket I generally follow
0: who's your favourite player tennis man cricket man
1: see uh, Nadal Djokovic and Federer these are the three names would be there, yeah. Nadal, uh, there. my favourite was Federer
0: mm-hmm.
1: Nice. and cricket cricket see okay. nowadays there are so many coming in and out every day. Mm-hmm. but day. Um, all-time favorite. <clears throat> see, there is no such... There's no all-time favorite. person, But I, I like some traits in people. Without Kohli's is aggressiveness, mm. was something that intrigued me for a while. And Dhoni's cool, uh, coolness to keep up to any situation. Mm-hmm. So these are some traits. And uh, I see that Sports is a very good way of like uh, learning how to live the life.
0: Can you please elaborate on that?
1: So, uh, see, in life there are always ups and downs. There are always uh, challenges coming. You have to deal with uh, failures and success. So these are all there. And to for these things to happen in your life, it may take a while, and at that, as in when those happen, you don't know how to deal with it. Sports is the easiest way to make these things happen on a more regular basis, so that you learn how to uh, how how to live, how to behave, and uh, how to handle these things. See, for instance. One of my major uh, things if I see the current generations is they don't know how to handle failure. Be, yeah. They don't know how to handle failure and they don't know how to handle a knowing. If I say no, don't do this, there will be 10 reasons why uh, uh, you will not be convinced. You will ask me 10 different questions as to why you are not allowed to do that. Right? Even if I answer all of those, you would still be thinking about why. And then there are people who even get depressed or have all those uh, other challenges. But in a game, if if it's a team game and you're not allowed to play, it's not just because you are not the best that day. There was someone else who would be able to contribute better. So it doesn't mean it's a rejection right if your team loses it is not just because uh, like you didn't do well or someone else is bl- to be blamed for taking the team responsibility like okay whether or not like you did your best at the end of the day the team lost and you cannot say hey it's because of that guy I lost it's a team so these are all the traits that esports can teach you and teach you very very quickly and uh, very effectively but nowadays, no one has time to play sports. They're all busy with uh, Pokemon and all those uh, yeah. uh, mo- mobile games. Not that they won't teach, they may, but I, I don't. Know. <clears throat> I'm zero in that. Sorry. You're
0: more of a sports guy. Yeah. So, apart from, I mean, th- that's actually a very good point that you told that you. If you in your game, if you if you only focus on the amount of contribution that you are giving either to the team or to the game and keep the results aside, I think lots of things will get simpler.
1: Right? Yes. And uh, not just that, see, uh, not every day can Kohli make a century. Yes. There is always going to be a lean patch. Yeah. And if you don't know how to handle a failure, you can never be successful mm. and this is very very important nowadays if people uh, fail to do something they are taking some extreme steps at times yeah it's just because they don't know how to handle failure yeah they don't know how to bounce back yeah and in life when these failures happen they happen at a much bigger impact they are they are actually uh, I mean like it can be uh, either uh, emotionally uh, very taxing or it can be financially taxing. It can be m- m- many ways and in those failures, you if you don't know how to handle them, uh, you, you are bound to be like uh, torn apart, but sports is one thing where you, you this thing, happens more regularly because it's not that like you will just be playing one tournament in a an year and you will just see one time so it's a success or a failure. Yeah. But you will keep failing and you will figure out a way to bounce back. With every failure, you will immediately think of how to come back. Yeah. And that is a spirit that is needed in, the, in everyone.
0: Actually, to follow up on that, I personally was not a sports guy. And uh, I didn't like playing sports because uh, whenever I used to play something, some I used to do something. For example, in my 8th class when I played cricket, I broke an auntie's nose. So that was a very big incident and I stopped playing cricket. And then whenever I used to do something, I used to either break some glass or get some scoring or something. And I think after 9th class or something, I stopped playing cricket. For a while because cricket was the only game where everyone played and that was being an Indian child you are not exposed to any other sport True. <clears throat> but then once I joined Technovert there was this TT table and I along with my friends during our internship we were placed just near the TT table <laughs> so it was me, Kaustub, Hitoishi, Balaji and Rudvik and these people So then I started playing TT. I was not interested and especially because uh, uh, Shiva used to not play TT. So I thought if I play TT, he would think like I am here only to play and not into coding kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) But these people dragged me to play. At the end of the day, I played. And I got so much into the game that I still remember once uh, I was playing and we lost. So I kind of threw the tt racket down and it broke that was Suhas's thing so I was an intern back then I was so scared I went uh, Suhas can I tell you something please don't get angry Um, I broke your racket you know what he said he just said okay okay. he just went on working again he didn't give a damn about it but then we played and we played and we kind of bonded every one of us so much so that we still have our group name As TT boys. (laughs) And Kaustub gave me a TT racket as a gift for his first salary that he got. I still have that racket and I'm still waiting for this thing to get over so that we can play TT again. But yeah, I can relate to whatever you just said because of this thing.
1: And see, you should never give up. Mm. See, uh, when when I was a kid... My father used to always tell me, uh, uh, one of his friends uh, who comes from that elite group, he, seeing my height and everything, he used to say, Are you, you give this kid to me, I'll get him tra- uh, trained uh, in tennis and I'll take care of him, Achso, and okay. take his schooling and all. Mm-hmm. Because if he that guy stands in the court, no one can uh, go past him. yeah. That was like a, a tale, like I used to hear from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming from uh, a middle class, we would never even have access to a tennis court.
0: Yeah, I, I think tennis coaching is also pretty expensive, expensive, right? Yeah.
1: No, see, and again, it is the the first blocker is that why do you need coaching? Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you just know, uh, <clears throat> if you know how to. Hold the racket. You go hit it. Like you, you learn TT. You can learn that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I went with that. Uh, someone was saying I'm playing t- tennis. So I just said, okay, I'll buy a racket and come the next day. Mm-hmm. And when they were hitting, I was playing cricket literally mm-hmm. with a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. And it that is cricket. how you, yeah. you learned. Yeah. So whenever I used to hit a shot, they would laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So, but eventually I made them run. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That was the confidence I had. <laughs> Whenever you hit, I will go reach the ball. That's and I right. will transcend it because I know how to hit the other side. Yeah. We play shuttle, we play tennis. Yeah. So that's how it started. Then it's and when there's interest, you will always figure out a way to learn. And someone will always tell you. Mm-hmm. If you are arrogant or if you are uh, thinking that you know it and you don't need to listen. See, this is again another interesting lesson in sports. Anyone who knows will always try to help you. Not necessarily in sports, even here. Mm. But if you think that like you, you will figure it out or you know the best and why do you need to hear from someone, you're always at loss. But when it is a sport, right, even if a kid tells you, hey, don't do that, do the swing, you will try it. Yeah, And you will listen to him. If, if you think he knows it, you will try, to try it out. That's what really happened. I actually learned from a 65, 70 year old guy uh, who used to tell me, stay, play away from your uh, body and just do the swing. Mm-hmm. I, I literally used to say it in my head mm-hmm. uh, for one month mm-hmm. away from my body, do the complete, complete the swing, complete the swing. Because mm-hmm. in cricket, I, I just used to just tap like shuttle, right? Mm-hmm. You tap and you stay there. Mm-hmm. No, complete the swing. I just tried it so much that I. I actually won a couple of cups in that Iraq community. Oh,
0: my That is amazing. Which and community is it?
1: Parna. Your apartment. Apartment community. And uh, I even played for Hyderabad uh, Seniors. Oh, oh, amazing,
0: man. I mean, that means you're a professional tennis player.
1: <laughs> Not really.
0: really. <laughs>
1: okay, no need to be modest. Yeah, I think. So, there are these... Uh, <clears throat> Some some sports clubs they conduct these uh, tournaments. Mm-hmm. So in Hyderabad uh, thing, I, mean, I, I, I don't even have a standing. Mm-hmm. But uh, in some of these, what is it uh, called again? Hyderabad uh, Tennis uh, Association. Achcha. Senior's. Uh, so it's a Hyderabad Open Tennis. Okay. So I generally go there, uh, get eliminated in the first round or second round. Uh-huh. But I, I just happen uh, try to go there uh, to to get a feel of how people are playing and how they are keeping themselves Mm fit. So that's my source of inspiration. Mm. Losing in the first thing is also okay for me, but at least I'm able to see how others are at my age.
0: That's a very big thing that you just said. So So learning is important. Learning is important.
1: Getting inspired from a losing is also important. Mm. People just don't play. They say, hey, uh, if I go there, I'll anyway lose. Why waste money? Mm. For me... It's not money. It is about the experience. Yeah. People just hate to watch. I, I at least go watch two two games mm. because I just go all the way
0: there. You know, this thing also happened with me because I was raised up in a, a childhood where my parents used to only uh, give importance to my education. If I get good marks, that was more than enough for my mother and father. True. So, and the way my school was situated... Uh, we had sports and all, but it was not kind of, you need to excel in one particular sport and you need to do that. So I was not given a formal training in anything. When it occurred to me that it would be great if I have uh, one sport that I could be very good at, I felt very bad when I saw kids. Uh, now, you know, if you go to any badminton court, there is always a 7 year or eight-year-old who will just smash like anything. And that smash would remind you, why did I not do this when I was this age? So, I thought it's kind of done. I mean, my uh, space where I could learn sports, it was already already done. But now when I talk to you, I thought no, it's not. I, I still have plenty India, of time to excel at any sport,
1: right? Till be 40, 45, hmm. you can still take anything. Yeah. Anything, anytime.
0: And excel at it. Excel at it. Yes.
1: And I would say... <clears throat> See, for that matter, I also had the same thing. Mm -hmm. My father would not give me a bike because he thought if I fell down, I would lose my education. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I happened to fall into the biggest of accidents in my prime year. What happened? I had a major accident. Uh, So much that like I was uh, told by the doctor that I can never play in my life. What
0: happened? (laughs) You need to tell me about this. What happened?
1: I lost my... uh, This whole uh, flap in the bottom of my put my right foot flap in the sense the the whole sole oh how it was a major accident Uh, and that was in my plus two when I was actually supposed to take my M set and all that right
0: wait wait but you still got into JNTU Hyderabad right yes you tell me how what happened exactly and
1: see I was uh, coming back from my uh, my coaching center mm-hmm. and uh, that for some reason that was one day where I got out to someone one of my friends uh, scooter mm-hmm. to, to I was taking a lift mm-hmm. so some drunkard came and he hit our scooter and I was dragged on the road oh. so I was totally bedridden for almost six seven months mm-hmm. literally bedridden uh
0: Six, seven months. That's like half an year.
1: Half an year. I I didn't attend my second year in in college at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I I almost uh, did a self-study on the whole thing. So, yeah. And so they said like, they didn't even know if I could go write my exams, but I managed to do it uh, with some help. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote my... uh, said That year, uh, and, uh, I, I was able to get uh, get a free seat in Hyderabad, mm-hmm. but I said, no, that's not what I wanted because mm-hmm. my uh, right from my schooling, when people ask me what you want to do, I don't know why I used to, but I used to say, I'll do my engineering and uh, that's the college where I'll be going because mm-hmm. I used to stay in Kukatpalli. Mm-hmm. Uh, JMPU was... is in Kukatpalli, yeah. Yeah. Just two kilometers away. Okay. And, and my sister, my cousin, she studied there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the first batch in, in the Kuppert campus.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, I, I don't know why, but I just said, like, I didn't even say IIT. I never wrote even an IIT exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my goal was always uh, this. So, I didn't even know what was the rank needed, how much do I need to score, nothing. Mm-hmm. My goal was just that. hmm so, uh, after, so when I got uh, that uh, seat in uh, Vasavi, mm-hmm. I got the seat in Vasavi. So, they said, uh, my, my parents were like, okay, why don't you join? Why do you want to waste any here? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not even going to the counseling. I was, uh, yeah, I think I, what I did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just said, no, I, I want to write it one more time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there it is. Nice. So it's commendable. I mean um that's that's it's it's sometimes like you just need to know what you want. Yeah. Or sometimes you, you gotta fight for what you want. Yes. Yes. You yeah. believe in yourself and then you give it a fight.
0: Yeah. And I think from what you told earlier, you just have to put fullest efforts in the fight and just don't care about the result. That's
1: it. Yeah, if, if people would have walked at me if I had not got it, but I would not care. Mm. At least I wanted to give it my best. And
0: yeah, that, that's what matters, right? And now you can be pretty much content with your life because you got what you wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, and there again, like sometimes people around you inspire you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I was in my uh, second year, I used to have a friend mm-hmm. Uh so uh, as I said, like I had my uh, accident, so I was all attending from home, so all my friends used to come visit me and mm-hmm. uh, give me some time. So after the MZ, one of the guys came and uh, so he was a very good, uh, he was very smart, he was a very talented guy and he was inspiring for IIT and all. Mm. So when I asked him how much, uh, hey, how did your test go? then said, I'll get below 100, around below 100 and I was surprised, Mm. mset is such a thing where it's so competitive Mm. and uh, what is this guy saying like he will get 100 Mm. and that guy actually uh, was, uh, he had an absent mind uh, that he went to a Sanskrit uh, test with a textbook in his pocket. He didn't realize. Mm. and he got Uh, suspended for the year. So, he was a very smart guy, but he forgot to remove the textbook from his pocket. So, but he still went and he wrote the exam and said, and he got, he said, he will get below 100. Mm. And it was interesting that he got 99th rank. Oh, okay. So, I was like amazed. How did this guy, and uh, he was very good at math. Mm. Uh, So, math, uh, like the model papers, anything that would come to him, he would almost always score uh, uh, pretty almost in the 90s or 80s. Mm. And math. MSET
0: has majority of it math. 100, 100 yeah. math. He yeah. used to
1: have 100 math, uh, 50 physics and 50 chemistry. Mm. So that those days were 200 and negative marking.
0: Mm. Oh, negative marking was negative there. Negative
1: marking uh. was there. So he got 99th and he had to repeat again.
0: Mm-hmm. yes obviously year,
1: yeah. and he got into iit and so he just still came back to write the himself because he had already paid for it okay okay he, huh. he joined in iit but <coughs> he came back to write the test mm-hmm. so and uh, so the next year when he was also having to repeat and so he didn't join iit
0: also because that year he uh, the next intermediate year. board was not cleared right yeah.
1: huh. so when he came uh he was bad in chemistry and okay. I was very good in chemistry. Okay. So we both used to exchange. And uh, so my coaching center was very good in chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like we had a very good chemistry sir, mm-hmm. And theirs were, was good in math. Mm-hmm. So we both used to exchange papers and we would solve and we would help each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so it eventually happened that uh, like when, when we both were... Uh, Pushing each other through this, I mean, like with our scores again, it was very healthy competition. Mm. And That's another interesting thing that sports or uh, like friendship with each bonding with each. You're not competing against the person. If, mm. if he gets more, uh, it is not because uh, he, he, like uh, I mean, it is it is not because of anything else, but like you didn't make it enough. Mm it is your efforts that are not less not that like you should be envious about the other kid mm. and once you have that spirit in you you will always try to go excel yourself more and more and that pushes us so we used to exchange the, just the scores and then we would say acha what went wrong and how we would do it. Mm. so eventually in that test <clears> okay <throat> because he went there and all we both were almost uh, just i think uh, one mistake uh, Different.
0: Oh, so you've got to that stage now where you were just one mistake different from him.
1: Yeah, in the final Mm -hmm. M-set, we we both attempted all the 200 questions. We Mm -hmm. both knew it. And when we saw the scores, we could realize that I actually bet him in uh, his own uh, math. math. Wow. So, and chemistry, he was equal to me. Wow. So, and physics was the same for both of us. Mm -hmm. So, it was just that one. Plus the minus point two five was the difference in our scores, mm-hmm. so it was very very, very interesting. Uh, You're
0: still in touch with him, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's currently at Amazon, uh, but mm-hmm. not as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. So whenever I go to Seattle, I I generally meet him. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, see that's that's the way of life. I mean, we all need to understand that our when someone is doing better than us, it is not. Something for us to feel bad. It is for us to learn. step up yeah. and learn what they are doing better. And once we have that spirit, everything else will come. And we should not shy away. That's another uh, important thing to learn from life. Yeah. If you don't know it, there is never. Uh, it's never too late to start. And I think once we realize that, like. There's no one stop.
0: You can learn from anyone. Doesn't have to be anyone. If you you shouldn't think of yourself as a superior.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, see the and uh, the one thing that I still feel I I haven't yet caught up is uh, I always wanted to be uh, good with one sport or at least play a sport. And then one musical instrument. Acha. Now that's one thing that still
0: even I have the same thing. <laughs> because once I realized you can learn anything at any age, it doesn't have to be you have to be a kid, then you have to go to a coaching service because that was our that was our mindset, now. I was wired this when I was a childhood because I saw all my friends going to music classes. They used to be after school, five to six, six thirty, there used to be a music class. And then I thought, fine, I am not, I am not able to afford this, or I am not into this and all. But when I understood that you can learn anything at any age, at any stage. So yeah, then I thought, like, yeah, I should also learn one musical instrument, one foreign language, and one sport. This these are three my like checklist. Good, good. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so when when you when you talk about. Let's say let's let's get back to the discussion where uh, uh, March May twenty Corona happened, right? And uh, we should be fortunate enough that our industry is one of the industries this which didn't get that affected compared to other you know, issues. <laughs> if you still remember, I got paranoid and I say end a mail to you and Vijay both, <laughs> saying that I'm so thankful, I'm so <laughs> grateful because all my friends who were into other internships they got uh, laid off. and I was so scared oh my god because uh, I didn't want to be without a job especially when there was no other opportunity out there and uh, that uh, that was the exact time when uh, there was a rumor or something in our in our uh, group friends group that this particular guy got uh, uh, no there there was a guy I don't remember his name uh, he got a call from Mona and uh, he said that he was out from the company That made me even more paranoid. (laughs) I said, Oh my God, what should I do now? I texted Shiva, Satvik, Suha saying that, uh, uh, can we have a session where you can tell me about my performance and anything is there I can improve on myself because I didn't want them to come up with a HR and say that this is the reason why we are letting you go. And then when I got that month's salary and I was assured that, okay, I won't be taken away from this company. I mailed both of you. (laughs) i am still kind of embarrassed why i did that but yeah no. we both of you saying that thank you for being letting me be in this company
1: see it is uh, there is also sometimes uh, people are hesitant to speak themselves out mm-hmm. or express themselves mm. there's nothing wrong in it mm. so it is it is not that you are exposing your vulnerabilities or like your weakness uh, when you are Being yourself. And it is... Who said that, like, you got to be a Superman uh, to uh, win respect of everyone? Mm. Right? And if you even see the super Spider-Man movie, Mm. in I think one of those uh, third or second uh, movie, they actually show that Spider-Man was vulnerable and then the people... Every
0: every Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man is vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. And uh, that is the beauty of uh, life. Hmm. And I think that, that is the message that they want to convey. Yes. Really. Yeah. So, uh, when I saw you wearing the Spider-Man jacket, I thought I should...
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm an avid Spider-Man fan.
1: Yeah. So, every time... Uh, it so, it just so happened that like uh, every summer they used to release it. And uh, uh-huh. so after our call, after our exams, we used to go for the Spider-Man movie. Yes.
0: Nice. So, how did you tackle Work From Home? This is what I wanted to know.
1: Oh man, it's, it was very painful. Achha.
0: Painful in what sense?
1: See, I'm, I'm not a guy uh, who would sit at one place ever. Yeah. And uh, even to the point that, like, when I met with an accident, first thing my teachers in school, when they got to know, asked my friends was, How is that guy sitting at one place? Oh, so right from school, anywhere. So uh, here, so like uh, I'm always used to be, uh, I used to be like from one floor to another every uh, one hour. I would keep walking around, thing, right? meeting some people, <laughs> walks, so your that.
0: office was on the ground floor, right? Yes. Uh, because my uh, when I was an intern, I think it was only for three four months that I was in. We were in the office. After that, it was. Uh, I think your office was on ground floor. Ground, ground floor, yeah. Hmm.
1: Except for that uh, penthouse, uh, I would not come much because all you interns were, (laughs) and I didn't want to come there and make you guys. That
0: was a plus point. No one did, so we had fun.
1: Yeah, but yeah. But every project, every team. So again, it was not from like uh, I wanted to go know more about them or like if the project was going good. But I would really enjoy going and meeting some uh, some of these guys and see if they were. doing well and if they need any guidance mm-hmm. so that, that was actually one of my uh, routines
0: you're a people person
1: yeah, I'm a more people person mm-hmm. and I like okay. mentoring uh, people okay. okay. on how to handle things better mm-hmm. and if they are facing any challenges mm-hmm. so for me from there to just sit at home and not have my own workplace it was it was a terrible uh, and that's when I realized that like uh, working from home was making me lazy. I cannot agree more on this. Yeah. So that's why I started. Uh, I mean, we thought of that yoga session. We started Yeah, 7 and o'clock. No one joined. <laughs> so yeah. I, and believe it or not, I'm not at all a uh, yoga guy. Mm-hmm. But because Disha was the only girl join every day meticulously and mm-hmm. i was just monitoring the, how many people are joining mm-hmm. i saw that it was always only her and sometimes one or two people were joining mm. i made it a point to like uh i i, I just took it mm-hmm. that i will join that session for one month for sure mm-hmm. i joined with her every day even when she was missing
0: okay <laughs>
1: so but then i said like it looks like Technoword is not for yoga days mm-hmm. so we had to drop
0: so, uh, uh, like how, did you get yourself out from the lazy situation when you had to work or what did you do to make yourself more productive when you were not supposed to go out see
1: uh, yeah so I mean like with, with every situation you got to find your way out hmm. and, uh, so you got to and uh, sometimes the, the like and you got to make yourself uh I mean, make the environment uh, feasible or like uh, friendly to the to the to your needs. So I I wanted to like I was very bored sitting all day. So I made a standing desk, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't build that. <clears throat> there was no place in my house to get a new standing desk mm-hmm. because we were, we already have a very cramped house. So, okay. I made a makeshift standing disk. Mm-hmm. I bought a table mate and put it on my table. And that became my standing disk.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay. It's adjustable, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when I had to sit, I would leave the... I would just bring my laptop down and sit and work. Mm-hmm. So, nice. I made the... I mean... Jogart. Ah, that's what engineers are, right? Yeah.
0: So... Uh, uh, like there are just few more things and i would want to conclude not take much of your time Uh, before we conclude i just wanted to know what is your take on uh, the whole low code frameworks that are coming up you know there's power platform and all and uh, as a managing director or the person who uh, draws the vision for the company how do you see such frameworks and what do you think these frameworks uh, would do for the hardcore coding that we do. I mean, for example, to make it more simpler, what do you think would be the impact of our apps on .NET Core?
1: See, uh, there has been this kind of uh, discussions even from the time when .NET first started.
0: Achha, okay.
1: So when, I don't know, uh, when .NET 2.0 came, mm-hmm. Everyone thought, like, what would the coders do now? Because .NET 2.0 had a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, ready to make... Scaffoldings. uh, All the scaffoldings and then that uh, drag and drop, everything that came. Okay. People uh, advertised .NET 2.0 saying that, like, hey, you can actually build a site without writing a line of code. With .NET? .NET 2.0. Okay. You can uh, like build a SQL table uh, to maintain all the identity login data okay. and you can connect it with a grid. The grid is again a drag and drop. Mm-hmm. So ever, ever since uh, technology is evolving, there has mean this, this question that like, what would the coders do now hmm. with less coding needed? Hmm. But that has never ever uh, come to uh, uh, light. Because every new thing that comes in, people always want a little more, okay? And uh, low-code platforms are uh, meant for a completely different purpose versus what the .NET applications, core applications are meant for. So they are uh, no way competing each other. They are complementing each other. So wherever the complexity is less and uh, the need is more for automation, where like you want to use something like RPA, robotic process mm, automation mm. and all, that's when you would actually use less time on coding and more time on automation. Mm. And for automation, you don't need to write .NET code because there are so many uh, automation frameworks that are available. Mm. It's, a, it's a waste of all that coding energy to do that. Mm. But whereas coding is now towards complex uh, applications, and there are so many business applications that are coming up. Where you need to build that whole rules engine, you need to kind of take them to the cloud. And uh, cloud is evolving so much. There are so many applications that are there uh, waiting to be actually making the best use of the cloud uh, infrastructure and uh, get efficient, not just remain the old school way. So it's not the lift and shift is never going to work. So and these whole microservices, everything that's coming up. The whole dynamics of how applications are built are changing.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: So that <clears throat> they are completely two different segments. So low-code platforms is the way to go but it, ha- it has its own separate uh, space, mm. it's, its own separate niche area and it will be only used for those uh, simple portals where you're just trying to show, show information and then do remaining things behind the scenes. Mm. These are for all the complex applications. So what
0: do you think is, there are only two questions remaining. The second last question that I want to ask you and I want you to take your time as possible to answer this question is, what do you think is your biggest challenge that you face as a managing director?
1: Biggest challenge as managing director? see managing director is just a title okay. and uh, that doesn't really bring any weight or anything
0: okay uh,
1: so much that like uh, i think even now if uh, for, for most of my time i never had uh, a business card that said i'm a managing director okay for uh, like and especially in us whenever i go i used to go with uh, a sharepoint architect initially Excellent. now an enterprise uh, or like an evangelist kind of designation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that doesn't matter the title. But when it comes to the challenge, uh, I think this is uh, something that every uh, leader uh, has a trouble with, which is to find uh, their prodigies, Mm -hmm. people who are ready to take their uh, place their place or uh, take more responsibilities to relieve them of certain responsibilities yeah. and uh, it is not easy but there is always uh, uh, there is always an opportunity for people to step up and uh, so uh, the important traits there again is uh, focus And patience, focus so that they are not uh, getting diverted from their goal and patience because rushing will not solve the problem. Nowadays, uh, again, I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of people are in a rush to grow. They want to get there really fast, which is a good thing, but have that patience to know what it takes right and uh, once you have that your growth is actually having a proper direction and when those two combine i think the, the whole world is yours and uh, yeah and we'll have we'll be happy to take uh, even an early retirement if someone is ready to take our responsibility so that is the biggest challenge we have We'll be ready to take up something new, some new role.
0: Hmm. So let's conclude this wonderful, wonderful conversation with uh, a question that: What are, what is, or what are, or what is the battle that you chose not to fight?
1: Chose not to fight.
0: What is something that you felt is not worth fighting? Or any incident that happened that you felt it's better not to pursue this route?
1: See, there are times in life when things don't go your way. And uh, so those are the times when you need to decide whether you want to Fight it to make it happen, or find an alternative, or find something fresh again. Okay. Okay. So these are actually uh, showing how flexible you are to the situation and practical to the situation. Hmm. Okay. So this is very very important and. uh, but once once you have that clarity of thought, you will easily know what are the battles to choose, uh, and what to just let go. And when you do that, your life is simple. It is less complicated. You live a happy life, and I think that that will make a lot of difference.
0: Okay, following up on that. Uh do you think you have the same kind of mindset when you set <clears throat> your short term goals with technovert or Sageta? when you whenever suppose because you need to have a vision of where it is heading right and so you have the same kind of mindset or what what are your short term goals and uh, with respect to technovert and Sagata? see for
1: for when you think of organization uh, so again like uh, There are certain things where, like, as I said, like, if there are any lost battles, there is no point putting more energy into it to prove a point. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that is very important because I might actually say, no, no, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. But if the whole world is not ready to uh, agree or accept or uh, they are not ready for that, there's no point trying to prove your point so every time every uh, occasion you have got to be ready to change your mindset uh, be receptive to the people or even the situations or uh, uh, or even sometimes the opinions uh, because nowadays with social media and all there are so many opinions that can be actually gathered hmm. if you are closed and say, this is my way and this is right, you are screwed. Mm. And uh, if, if the leader is uh, having a wrong vision, the whole thing will collapse. So being open, being receptive is, is the key thing.
0: What if uh, you feel that the p- people around you are not able to see the vision that you have?
1: Then you are not the right leader.
0: Oh, Because you will have to, I mean, you have to mold it so that people see. Yes. is that what you're trying to say okay
1: if people are not uh, buying into you there is a problem either with the vision or with your leadership mm-hmm. both are not right if, if a leader has a vision he need to either have people believing in it or they have has to uh, find a uh, better vision find uh, yeah find a vision which is which everyone agrees for otherwise it's
0: it is it is only remain a dream it yeah. to become a dream. that's amazing i think that's a wonderful note that we can end this thing up <laughs> but yeah it was a wonderful experience for me starting from all the way from your uh, <clears throat> jntu hyderabad days we got to know about your uh, vijay's exp- uh, experiment with the exhibition your uh, accident fiasco the the way how you related sports with life and uh, the way how you look at technologies and the way how uh, you've found, like grown these two companies, how was the backbone and all. It was wonderful, really wonderful podcast. Thank
1: you. And... Thank you, Kulam. <laughs> all right.
0: Thank you so much.